Hello and welcome to the BS History Podcast. My name is B.S. Dreyer. Whether or not those initials are fitting, I'll let you judge. Today I'm doing something a little bit different, a kind of a book recommendation. I want to talk about a book called The Heartbeat of Wounded Knee by the historian David Troyer. The book is a really great and insightful look into the historical events and movements that have impacted Native American life in the United States uh, since 1890 when uh, the massacre of at Wounded Knee occurred. David Troyer takes that sort of as his starting point to tell the story of the modern American Indian and sort of also is on a mission to debunk some uh, myths and uh, perceptions that people may have had about uh, Native Americans and he also does a really great job of introducing a lot of new information uh, particularly for someone who, like me uh, who has not grown up in the United States so it, it's a really great I don't want to say introduction because it, you, it's it's a good idea to know at least some basics but um, it does you know take you by the hand and uh, it's really well written uh, in that sense, you know, there's uh, there's very little uh, that uh, even as a non-historian you would sort of be puzzled by or anything else. It's sort of in a slightly journal- journalistic style. Uh, also by virtue of the fact that he interviews a lot of different Native Americans. The reason being, as he states himself, the Native American is not, you know, a singular unit of culture. It's a collection of hundreds if not thousands of indigenous cultures and tribes throughout the United States and indeed all of North America and so you know when he speaks about uh, for instance Hopi or Navajo life you know he doesn't take uh, that perspective and makes it his own in any way which is uh, really great now David Troyer himself is uh, an Ojibwe Native American Indian and I have to apologize for any and all you know uh, mistakes that uh, are want to occur with the pronunciation um, so yeah the book is from uh, 2018 and it actually takes you know the reader all the way up until uh, 2018 and and talks about the different struggles and different problems and different solutions very importantly that Native Americans have come up with to set struggles and you know issues problems that have faced their communities so if you're like me your understanding of native american culture might come a lot you know not just in part but a lot from you know pop culture and uh, that is for obvious reasons not always a great representation um me myself being a scandinavian you know the uh, the sort of uh, Thor of the Marvel universe, or the representation that you know uh, my ancestors have generally gotten, uh, is not always one of you know uh, a very accurate <laughs> representation at, at in any way, and that is just you know a hundred times worse for any and all minorities really. Uh, I'm you may also like me have been you know intrigued by. Native American culture and have read some novels, you know, The Last Mohican and that kind of uh, thing. 
and uh, you may well have gotten the impression that Native Americans don't really exist uh, as such as as an you know as an independent culture in today's United States. Now I am fortunate enough to have an uncle who's actually worked uh, for many years as a lawyer uh, in uh, Arizona, uh, dealing a lot with uh, Native American clients. So uh, I happen to know that is not the case. I happen to know that there's a whole big legal system in place nowadays that you know protects tribal sovereignty and effectively kind of makes interaction between native americans and their sort of uh, non-native american american neighbors uh, more a matter of intergovernmental uh, you know relations which is when you consider the history and if you read this book uh, which again i can only highly highly recommend then you will see as a very very great improvement on how things have been so i think it comes as no surprise that the United States government has had a, <laughs> to put it very, very, very mildly, very, very, very paternalistic uh, sort of approach to relationship with native peoples. And David Troyer does take some outset in, in that whole story also because it's one that we all know. We all have heard of the Trail of Tears. We have heard of displacement of tribes being taken from their you know individual homelands to different locations uh, you know Indian territory was today of you know Oklahoma that kind of uh, that kind of story we all have heard some of us uh, have probably also heard about you know Indian schools and that impact that it has had on the culture particularly the language and the religious aspects of Native American culture, how much of that has been lost, um, you know, and it's interesting when you think about it, and if you've visited the United States, you will probably notice this, that certain aspects of Native American culture have survived really well, in part, I think, simply by virtue of them being cool and attractive, at least to some extent, to even, you know, early settlers, early white people, and by that I particularly mean you know agricultural practices which helped out the early white settlers a lot you know hunting practices again helping out the early white settlers a lot as well as more uh, you know arts and crafts um, first arts because of course you know uh, as anybody who's seen Native American art can attest to it's unique and very beautiful um, and then you have crafts sort of how to build, how to do stuff, how to make a canoe, that kind of thing, uh, is necessary, If particularly up by the Great Lakes area, for instance. The aspects of Native American culture that has struggled uh, are particularly, of course, language being replaced largely by English, you know, Spanish, uh, first off, in some parts of the United States, but mostly being replaced by English. And uh, then, of course, religious ceremony, which, you know, have been suppressed harshly, very harshly, by the United States government. Um, some of you may have heard of the ghost dance movement uh, that spread throughout reservations, uh, you know, sort of actually following the massacre at Wounded Knee. So 
you're talking uh, late 19th century, uh, early 20th century. But those kind of stories, you know, Trail of Tears, Indian School, maybe Ghost Dance, perhaps, you know, Geronimo, you know, Sitting Bull, you know, names of particular important chiefs uh, and, you know, their historical impact. I, I'm not one to want to dis- diminish in, in any way, but um, David Troyer does make the point that it then becomes kind of a case of America forgetting a little bit. Uh, or, you know, certainly with the civil rights era, also wanting to forget, you know, uh, why can't we just forgive and forget type, uh, you know, sensibility, uh, understandable to a large degree. But as a historian uh, or anybody interested in history, we know that uh, those things aren't as easy as, you know, the um, the sort of... Uh, not wounded party would like to believe so in this case you know the the white american uh, descended from settlers uh, you know it's an uncomfortable history to have to live with that likely some of your ancestors have done truly terrible things to another people who likely have had terrible things done to their ancestors by your ancestors and it, it's just a yeah it's um it's a difficult question and it's uh, something that uh, Troyer in his book also talks about but he doesn't delve too much into that he really tells not the story of you know uh, interracial relations but much more the story of Native Americans themselves how they have seen you know the past uh, century unfold what they have done and uh, how they have sort of moved with America, shaped America, shaped the United States, and, and, you know, in turn, been shaped by it. A great example of this in his book, uh, something which kind of, I suppose I knew, uh, you know, I've read about, but which I didn't, you know, really take notice of at the time, is the fact that Native Americans have had a lot of intertribal warfare happen, and the extent of which you might not be fully aware of furthermore you might not be fully aware of the movements of tribal peoples you know since white settlers arrived in the united states and we don't know for sure but presumably there's been quite a lot of uh, movement before as well now david troyer himself uh, as i mentioned is an ojibwe uh, which means he's uh, of the algonquin speaking uh, sort of Great Lakes tribes uh, or you know part of of that and um, there's been a lot of as he describes in his book uh, intertribal strife but also times of peace and cooperation but some uh, tribes of course have really a much more maybe perhaps than the Ojibwe or say Pueblo Indians in the southwest you know when you talk about really famous tribes such as the Cherokee or the Sioux, uh, the Lakota, Dakota, uh, hence where the states get their name from. Um, when you talk about those peoples, you have this image of the sort of prairie uh, Indian with the um, teepee and on horseback and hunting buffalo and all that, uh, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, because horses are relatively new to the new world, uh, at least domesticated they are, and um, 
it's it's a really really recent development that those kind of cultures were even possible those types of ways of life so that's you know an interesting facet to think of in terms of what what scale are we talking history on here because you know native americans have populated the north american continent for literally thousands upon thousands of years before anybody else arrived so uh, anything that comes from europe is you know in terms of their lives their cultures a really really new thing and it's a really fascinating thing and an attest to the adaptability of hu- humans uh, that they were able to create new ways of life and cultures so rapidly and i could go on and on about how great uh, this book is written and all the very different thoughts that it has sparked for me and the insight it has given me um, and uh, you know i would just sort of really really highly recommend particularly perhaps if you are either you know american yourself uh, just to kind of get uh, some knowledge about this about your countrymen in a sense anyways um, and if you are interested and you live anywhere else uh, you should um, definitely pick this book up and i just want to mention a few things that uh, david troyer with this book has made me aware of uh, the chief things i think are one the uh, bureau of indian affairs not that i didn't know what that was but you know to what extent the Bureau of Indian Affairs has impacted Native American life, particularly in the 20th century, and how, when you look today at any reservation, particularly the ones that aren't doing well, how much of that can really be traced back to some really, really bad, bad decisions in terms of how to try and govern and negotiate that governing with what is for all intents and purposes a quite different people from your own and in this case I'm thinking of you know uh, the sort of traditional English descent American white settler uh, certainly European North European descent uh, American settler and uh, the Native American, but the same sort of lessons have had to have been learned by um, by the government in you know co- connection with much larger minorities, uh, indeed black people in the United States, but certainly also to some extent Latinos and Asian Americans, and you know the list goes on and on. And of course, still the Native American is a unique case, and because it's so spread out what is native american and so many different cultures so many different tribes the challenges were unique to different areas and uh, troya does a really great job of getting you into that uh, facet of uh, this particular history furthermore i think one thing that i certainly didn't know a lot about i had heard about it but uh, I didn't really know what it was or what it did is the American Indian Movement AIM which is a great acronym 
but uh, what they actually were were um, a sort of you know almost you know born out of the civil rights era it's a sort of almost black panther-esque take on how to relate to the united states government in the sense that you want to try and really create space for your own people and it's sort of it's exclusionary in that sense but also very inclusionary towards any and all native americans sort of a really hybrid organizational identity and uh, speaking of the uh, 70s so at least the the early 70s something which i didn't know uh, and which i suspect many people didn't know was that nixon richard nixon actually was kind of a good precedent for native americans back uh, in his during his uh, presidency and that comes as a surprise i think to many uh, particularly considering the fact that the sort of conservative right wing that he represents today is the one that's usually most lampooned for how it views native americans but um, he actually was quite good in listening to the sort of grievances that native americans had and that's just a always a pleasant surprise when a historical figure turns out to be a little bit more multi-dimensional at least for me even if it is somebody like richard nixon who has really a terrible you know <laughs> legacy the book is filled with more surprises uh, than those i've mentioned and it is as i said a really great all-round sort of introduction ish to the last 130 years of uh, native american history and i can only really highly recommend it and i am definitely sure that once you've read this book you will be even more curious to learn even more about the very fascinating history of the, the modern native american experience I hope you've gotten a little bit more curious about today's topic and I hope you feel like it was more history than BS. You can find me on Twitter at bshistorypod, that's bshistorypod, and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you for listening.